We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Hey, welcome back to At Your Service. Brad Young in with you for another hour. And uh, we heard Sean Michael Lyle a few moments ago talking about the lottery is up to the Powerball, $700, billion, no, $700 million. Sorry, not billion. Uh, that's that's how much we spend on uh, Nancy Pelosi's makeup, $700 billion. But uh, $700 million for the lottery. And uh, I'm going to go to Matt Pajeski here because if you win that, first of all, i got to break it down before I ask you. The seven hundred million, if you take the, the the straight payout, it usually works out to be about thirty to thirty five percent of the number. Ugh. When you talk when you're talking about the present day value, yeah, and the and the present day value because that's seventy or seven hundred million over twenty five years. So when you take the present day value, this kind of stuff I've got to calculate at work all the time, and then you talk about your taxes because you're at a higher tax rate when you win the lottery. So when you talk about federal taxes, state and local taxes, present day value, you get about 30% of the gross. So it wouldn't be 700 million. It would really be something like 230 million, which yeah. is still like, oh my goodness, that's, okay. That's not good enough for me. That's not good enough. You're not going to play it, huh? No. So what what would you if you won 230 million dollars, what would you spend it on? I, f- I feel like I would my answer is probably the same as everybody else. I would get a nice house, pay off well, I guess I don't need to pay off college debt anymore. I buy my parents a house, yep. uh, new cars, vacations, all that—just materialistic things. <laughs> that well, that's that's good. Um, I I might want to uh, offer uh, Nolan Arenado a little bit of extra cash to stick around for another you know, renew yeah. his contract. Yeah, we could do that because that would be outside the purview of Major League Baseball. So you could be a hero to St. Louis. You know? couldn't. You know, if you went to him and say. I'll give you $10 million cash right now if you'll play, sign a contract with the Cardinals. That wouldn't interrupt his contract with Colorado or the Cardinals deal because it wouldn't be a a, a, a personal services contract that I learned tonight from, from Matt Pauley is not allowed anymore. And everyone in St. Louis would cheer, wouldn't yeah. they? Although he might already be doing that anyway, so he'd just be out $10 million. Well, that's, <laughs> that's true. I think, I think he's going to stay. If you give him $10 million for something he already decided to do, you just flushed $10 million, <laughs> didn't you? Yeah. Well, I've always dreamed of this idea that, and until recently in Missouri, the law was that if you won the lottery, you had to disclose your name. And would you want any person who's ever met you 
coming and saying, "Hey, Matt, remember me? I sat next to you in third grade. Can you can you give me a hundred grand?" No, no, you wouldn't want that, right? Uh-huh. So, very recently, I think it was twenty twenty in Missouri. I could be wrong on the on the date, but Missouri passed uh, the Missouri legislature passed a law that says you can still you can win the lottery and be anonymous, so you don't have to disclose your name. But before this, I I worked up in my head. As I was driving to work over the course of a couple of days when the lottery was big, I thought, you know, this is how you do it. You go to a friend of yours and you have a contract with a friend to sell them your lottery ticket and that in exchange for selling them the lottery ticket, they'll be the face of the lottery winner. But then they agree to give you 80 percent of the lottery winnings. So you give this other person 20 percent of the lottery winnings in order to stay anonymous. And as far as I thought that through, I thought, yeah, you're giving up some dough, but, you know, if you're going to win $200 million, who cares, right? right. That's a good deal. So you could do that. You could stay anonymous. You wouldn't have to lose all of your friends. You wouldn't have to. Of course, they're going to wonder, why is Matt Pajeski suddenly driving a Rolls Royce? I think they might catch Man, on after a while. I didn't realize Camo X paid that kind of jack that he can drive a Rolls Royce. <laughs> and he just bought a house in Huntley. And, oh, my goodness, Camo X pays Big money. And Nolan Arnato's on the Cardinals. And <laughs> Nolan Arnato is on the Cardinals. So uh, so I, I concocted that entire mechanism to make sure. And I even calculated out how it would be done with taxes and it would be a gift. And a gift is, gifts are taxed at a different rate. So I had all this figured out. And then Missouri came along and changed the law. And poof, not only did I, of course, never win the lottery. Uh, of course, I don't really play either. I think I bought three lottery tickets in my life. But uh, but then that whole thing that I dreamed up is is no longer necessary. Yeah. Well, at least it was a it was a good thought. It was a thought experiment and it's no longer necessary. But if you win the lottery, you don't have to deal with all of your cousins and second cousins twice removed and all of that nonsense. You can just win, keep the money and have a great life. So I was glad that the the state of Missouri uh, changed the laws on that regard. I had one text that said I would contribute significant amounts of money to finish building the wall. That's a great idea right there. Finish building the wall. Of course, I think it's Texas that has put those uh, shipping containers on the border and the federal government is, is threatening to come and remove them. So, so grasp this concept for a moment. Not only is the federal government doing nothing, to protect the border of the United States. Not only are they doing nothing, but if you as a state put up something to protect your border, the federal government's threatening to remove it. That's it, it so encapsulates the insanity of bureaucracy that the state government is doing something to slow the tide of illegal immigration and the federal government will block those efforts. That's insane. So, yes, you could contribute uh, to finish building the wall until President Biden. I guess you would, he would send down Kamala Harris with a sledgehammer to break down what you would build at the border. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Hey, I got to tell you, Halloween's coming up, and it's right around the corner. So coming up after the break, we're going to be talking to paranormal expert Dr. Michael Lynch. I know I usually talk to him about UFOs, and we debate whether— Aliens are really the uh, are inhabiting our planet and circling the sun and all that stuff. Uh, I love to talk to Michael Lynch, and he's going to talk to us about his personal 
experience with the paranormal, with ghosts in St. Louis. Uh, We're going to talk to him coming up after the break. Stick around. You don't want to miss this. Uh, In fact, you're going to want to listen to the podcast tomorrow. It's going to be that good, folks. Michael Lynch, right after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. To at your service, and I've been looking forward to this for days. Uh, you know, Halloween's right around the corner. We hear lots of stories about haunted mansions and haunted houses and places around the St. Louis area. There's there's even uh, ghost walks and all kinds of things. But in order to cut through all the noise, I wanted to go straight to the expert, Doctor Michael Lynch. Welcome back to KMOX. Thank you for inviting me. I'm glad to be here. Well, a lot of times you you and I will talk every so often about UFOs, but what a lot of people may not know is that you uh, are also a paranormal expert uh, when it comes oh. to ghosts and things, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. About 30 years in the field, and uh, I have figured it all out. So I, I reached a point where I can actually slow down, and that's cool. You, you but, figured uh, it all out. Well, that's what I wanted to talk to you about, because oh, okay. I, I wanted to get your own personal experience, and you can tell us some stories about how you've got it figured out, how you got into investigating <laughs> ghosts, and some of the evidence, or and Gordon, I'm, I'm probably going to challenge you on the evidence, and you know I will, but I do mm-hmm. want to hear your perspective on how you got into this and and what have you exactly got figured out. Oh, uh, well, how I got into this was uh, I was in uh, media. I was in media and communications in college, and everyone came to me and says, okay, Mike, you got three things, news, weather, and sports. Uh, you need to take your pick because because local television or television just does those three things. And I said, well, I don't want to do those three things. I said, I want to report on the paranormal and investigate the paranormal because it was a wide open field back in those days. I mean, the eighties was wide open in a lot of fields, but uh, back in the eighties, there was no, no one had really gone into the field with the technology that was coming, that was coming forth. And so I said, well, you know, I'm really curious about Bigfoot. I'm really curious about ghosts and and uh, ghouls and things that go bump in the night. And they told me, oh, you'll never get a job. Well, I had a job. <laughs> I had several jobs, and um, which supplied me to build my own equipment. And as new technology came about in the early uh, 90s or and let's say mid 90s, 
uh, infrared technology came out, then we started building, uh, my friends and I started building infrared technology. So we could see in different spectrums of light, like extreme UV and extreme infrared. And as we got into the infrared uh, bandwidth of light, uh, we started seeing more and more and more and more detail because the cameras became higher and higher resolution. And we started to notice things when we go into a haunted house, let's say the Limp Mansion or, um, you know, the, Mc, the McPike Mansion over okay. in Illinois. Well, let's talk. Let, 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 let's break this down because I want to get some mm-hmm. specifics. Oh, okay. you, you've been to the Limp Mansion. Yes. And, yes. Several times. Okay. And, and tell us about some of the things that you encountered and the equipment that you used and how you know yes. this isn't just some anomaly that you saw on an infrared camera. Right. Okay, um, the difference between, excuse me, the difference between what we see and what everyone else sees is that we're using only one bandwidth of light, one frequency of light, and that's 880 nanometers. Okay, within... You're talking about when we see things with our eyes, there's a narrow band of energy that we're seeing with our eyes. Right. Uh, With our eyes, we see the entire visible spectrum, and there's a tiny band in the UV that we cannot see, and there's a tiny band in the infrared above 720 nanometers that we cannot see. So what we wanted to do was get rid of the white light that was uh, confusing uh, a lot of the people at the time. So we had to get rid of the white light. And once we got rid of that spectrum uh, and concentrated on the infrared, which was uh, 800 nanometers and above, then we started getting into... Uh, sections of of bandwidth of light that we could focus only one frequency. And when we did that, we started going up the frequency chain. Now you can get up to around 920 nanometers today, which is totally uh, a different bandwidth. You know, that's almost into the microwave band, bandwidth. Got it. But um, let's tell us, tell us about yeah. your trip to the Limp Mansion. We're talking oh, okay. to paranormal yeah. expert Dr. Michael Lynch. You went to yeah. the Limp Mansion. You said you've been there a few times. Oh, but tell yeah. us about some of the things that you've seen from a paranormal yeah. perspective at the Limp Mansion. Okay. When you go into the Limp Mansion, and if it's highly crowded, now I know they do the Limp experience there, and anyone can pay a few dollars and go on a tour of the, of the house. But when the house becomes crowded, Um, the entities go outside. And so a real paranormal investigator can take his um, super shot uh, Canon uh, camera and go outside and take uh, uh, just regular standard photos outside in the night, and you can catch most of the entities there. But when the house is down to a, a small crowd, let's say staff and a few other things, you can then go inside the house and the entities will return. And again, we shut down almost all the lights, you know, lights that we sometimes we take a flashlight with us or a laser or something like that so we don't trip over any of the furniture. But then we look only into the infrared and we view the rooms and the hallways um, all, the way to, all the way to the third floor, all the way down to the basement, uh, the lower level, and we can catch these white anomalies, which we now know is consciousness. Okay, and, but, but before you move on from that, and, and okay. you know, forgive me, as we talk, you yes. are so into this. I'm going to interrupt you <laughs> okay. because yeah, I, I, wa- sure. I want to keep you on track. And mm-hmm. when you see these white anomalies, I want you to mm-hmm. describe to us 
what this looks like. And you're looking at it on infrared. So So tell us what this looks like. Yeah, it'll be black and white. Now, um, in in the Lint Mansion, like other locations, you will find different uh, sources. So one source will look like a mist. And this mist can take almost a, a human form. And then you'll have orbs, which are round balls, anywhere from the size of a basketball all the way down to the size of a hardball. And these orbs move incredibly fast, and normally they'll be behind you. They're, they're watching what you're doing. And sometimes they just um, whiz by because they don't have any interest in what you're doing. So you have a certain time frame as soon as you enter a haunted location where they are interested in you. And then after that time frame, they just go on about their own business. So you can, you can see orbs. Um, very clearly, and you can also see their anatomy, what's inside the orb, and then that's what makes it different than if you're looking at dust or anything else. Right, because my question, my questions mm-hmm. here for you were going to be many, and that is how do you know yeah. this is not some uh, uh, a thermal activity that's just showing up like a, a patch yeah. of temperature that happens to be slightly warmer than the uh, right. surrounding air? I mean, how, how from your perspective, does <laughs> yeah. this differ from some temperature yeah. anomaly? Well, because they are normally uh, colder, uh, these entities, uh, these orbs and mists, will be slightly colder than the room temperature. And that's a, that's a fact. And wherever they move, that temperature for them remains the same. The room can fluctuate in temperature, but the orb's temperature is always about 10 to 15 degrees colder than the room environment. So if the room environment is 72, then you're looking around 58, 62 uh, for the orb. So from your perspective, be... Dr. Lynch, is this mm-hmm. why when when people have have traditionally said when they've thought a ghost was present that they feel not like a cold, cold chill? Is that why yeah. that happens? That's why that happens, but it's not necessarily the truth because they drag, there's something called a dusty plasma, and they drag electrons uh, around them and with them as they move through a residence. So when you get the chill... It's almost as if you're getting a static charge. And so what happens is these electrons get really close to you and they say, oh, I feel that chill. Well, it's half a chill and half electrons. And it's as if you're getting a static charge and those electrons will discharge as they move by you. So you were saying before about the orbs, though, you Mm -hmm. can see inside of them. Yes. Uh, if they don't move very fast, you can see inside of them. And we call this a plasma uh, a plasma field. Um, it's the closest thing to the fourth level of, of, uh, of matter that we can get to. And that energy um, is, is constrained. It's actually in almost a physical displacement uh, orb or shield, let's say glass shield, just to, for example. So uh, the energy inside of it uh, does not look like any dust, dust or anything else. It looks very much like these old uh, ball plasma um, artworks that you used to be able to buy, and you get them down at Spencer's Gifts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen those. Just electronic. They were just like uh, you put your fingers on them and, and uh, download the uh, electricity from that. And that's a very good prime model. Uh, basic model of what is going on. They have inside 
in their central matrix or their nuclei, they have this energy field that is just like uh, that ball plasma uh, thing, and it is searching for data. It searches for data. It can do it at three, 360 degrees uh, up and down. They have a North Pole. They have a South Pole. And so they're searching for data because why they, you know, they can fly through things, but they don't really need to if they don't, they don't have to. So if a door is open, they slip through an open door. If a window is open, they slip through an open window. Got it. But, hey, hey, Dr. Lynch, we're going to have to take a break here. Can you stick sure. around through the break? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I want to talk to you. You kind of mentioned the Limp Mansion. I want to talk about the yeah. McPike Mansion. And I want yeah. you to tell us tell us the difference in your experiences and, and where could folks go if they want to experience the paranormal. I want to get into that after this break. Yes, uh, we're coming yeah. up here on Halloween. We've got my favorite paranormal guest, Dr. Michael Lynch. We'll have more with Dr. Lynch coming up right after this on KMOX at your service. News Talk Sports, the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Welcome back to At Your Service. Yes, we're looking for the truth out there. And so whom better to reach out to than my good friend, Dr. Michael Lynch? Uh, Thanks for sticking with us. I wanted to come back to you, Dr. Lynch, because you've talked about what you saw at the Limp Mansion did you, you've been over to the McPike Mansion, which, according to some paranormal experts, uh, is one of the most haunted areas in the United States and in and around Alton. So did you, you have you been to the McPike Mansion? Oh, yes. I've been there several times. Um, I'll just advise the audience that there is about 1,980 some odd individual entities on that property. Uh, last time, what I was did there, you do a census? I mean, how did you come yeah. up with? You sent about a form to fill out. I mean, how do you almost. come up with that number? Yeah, almost. Um, I was there doing uh, during a radio show. Of course, you, you can't see the video, but I'll, I can get you the video. I'll, I'll try to uh, message it to it to you. But um, so I videotaped on in in that hour. I did an hour of videotaping the last time I was there. We got about one thousand seven hundred entities out of the 19, you know, 1,900 that are on the property. And they, um, sometimes at the McPike, you will find that they travel in like a school, like a school of fish. And there is a cluster, and this cluster gets larger and larger all the time. Um, when we first saw it, it was probably about 10 years ago or so, maybe, maybe 20, I guess. Um, and there was about 80 in this school, this uh, colony, we call it. And now there's over probably 800, and this colony just keeps on growing and growing. Well, that raises a question here, uh, Dr. Lynch, and that is, from your perspective, what is it about the McPike Mansion, or in particular, that would mm-hmm. draw spirits and more and more? I mean, why, why would they be going there? They got good snacks from the afterlife, or I mean, what? Absolutely. Why would they? Uh, why would they be clustered here? What What draws them and keeps them in a place yeah. like the McPike Mansion? Um, it is the underground. The limp suffers from the same uh, anomaly. There is a large, uh, uh, well, under the limp mansion, there's a large cave system, and this cave system goes directly under the house. And every time it will rain, the the frequency of the entities increases uh, right after a rain because there's water that's going under into that cave system. 
The Limp Man, I mean, the McPike Mansion suffers from the same thing. Not very far away, there is a, a quarry, and they blast this quarry to get more rock. This, uh, and I've been there during this time, and there are fault lines under the McPike Mansion that, that just emanate energy. And we have taken uh, voltmeters, little amp meters, and walked across the McPike property, and we get spikes all the time. And the largest spike runs, or the largest fracture that we found, runs directly under the front porch. So a lot of the activity, a lot of the energy that's there is right there in the front porch. And as you move through the house, these, uh, this energy just emanates all through the structure and even behind the house. So you can actually walk around the house um, and with a, even a, volt, a common voltmeter, a common amp meter, and you can get a reading, an electrical current reading that's just emanating from the ground. So what's the difference when you, when you go to these different places, whether it's Limp or McPike or anywhere else? Mm-hmm. Are, do yeah, you the Dimonel, do, uh, the the Bissell Mansion? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, would we go Kill, to these uh, movie th- out of the Kill Theater? Yeah. Uh, well, the what's Fox? the difference though? And I guess this is what I want to get to. I mean, okay. when you're at one place and you say mm-hmm. oh, we're using this technology and this is what we see, and then we go right. to a different place, do the entities look different? Do they act differently, mm-hmm. or is yes. it basically the same thing in different places? It's they're they're different. We have to profile each area, each location, because the entities there have a specific reason why they're there. And this is where we get into the profiling. You know, was it related to the property? Were they former owners? Were they former uh, uh, servants or relatives? And that's what the limp is. The limp is filled with the limp family. It is just, it's just like there's 12 consistent entities there. Some are children, uh, some are the limp adults. Uh, that committed suicide. The McPike is the same situation. It all started somewhere in the past with one property owner that just did not want to give up the property even after death. And so you have to look at them like, why are they still here? What is their manifest destiny? Are they protecting the property? Are they just uh, territorial? Are they predatorial? And you'll come to find out that many are just territorial. They did, that is their little slice of heaven, whatever that may be. But they are there because <clears throat> they want to be there. They they don't want to be anywhere else. And um, I I worked with psychics, and they have come to me and said, okay, we've cleared this place. And six months later or a year later, that that one individual entity is back. And it is because that is where they enjoy being. Um, the psychological profiles don't change even after death. Um, they, they remain the same, not unless they, they change that in their evaluation process. So, so um, what I'm hearing th- from you then, Dr. Lynch, is that I'm going to be just as argumentative in the afterlife. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, you are. Okay. You are going to be just as demanding and argumentative and, and uh, cross-examining your own witness. I cannot believe how you cross-examine your own witnesses. <laughs> but, that is, but that is exactly, that's exactly the same thing. We, as our consciousness, you know, we learn our lessons in this life. We learn a lot of lessons. And those people who have not learned to let go or learned to move on, you might say, or let go, um, remain. And they remain because they think that they can still make a difference. They can, they can still cause an effect. And 
many times their cause and effect is just frightening the the new owners of that location or the new uh, prospects that are there to remodel. When you go into an old house like the McPike or the Limp or some of these older mansions around St. Louis and you start to remodel, and and I've heard these from from carpenters and constructional engineers. They go in, they're like going to rip out a wall, they're going to put in new wiring, they're going to do this and they're going to do that. And when they do, and and one of them happens to have to stay late at night for some reason, then they start hearing all of this. uh, Their their tools disappear. The keys disappear. um, Their their lights are are knocked on the floor. You know, uh, there's a lot of weird stuff. And when they were redoing the uh, Limp Mansion, there was a painter that was was there, and he was painting the ceilings, or you might say repainting the ceilings. And at night, he would work by himself, and he would get in there and paint and paint and paint, and all of a sudden, he'd hear his name being called. And this went on for several nights, and then one night, uh, it sounded like the guy was in the room calling his name. And he just packed up his gear and left. Yeah, I don't uh, blame him. The, the the ceiling in the dining room and and the ceiling in I think the women's I mean I mean the uh, painting in the women's bathroom is un is left undone because the painter was so frightened that he had his brother come back to get his paints and the scaffolding. He would not re-enter into the Limp Mansion. Smart um, man. Yeah. Well, we, we've we've talked about the Limp Mansion. We've talked about the McPike yep. Mansion. We've got just mm-hmm. a few minutes left here. Of course, we're talking to a uh, renowned paranormal expert, Dr. Michael Lynch. What other places in and around in the St. Louis area have you been to uh, oh. and found evidence of paranormal activity? Oh, um, the Exorcist House uh, yes. over in Belnor. Um, definitely, definitely. Uh, there was not only entities outside that property, there was entities on the inside of that property. And no matter what Zach Baggins says on uh, his show, uh, we were the first or maybe mm-hmm. second p- professional team to, to go in there. And, and just and let me stop you there, because what a lot mm-hmm. of folks don't understand is that the movie The Exorcist was based mm-hmm. on an actual event that took That's place right. right here in St. Louis. That is correct. And it was at the what we call the Exorcist House in Belnor. Um, uh, I don't think that, that house is sold. So the original owners, I think the, the owner that I worked with is still there. And, uh, and he still says that he does have, uh, on occasion, uh, entities come in. Now, when I was there, we bumped into a couple of different things. And there was a, a vortex. There's a vortex in that house that emanates from outside, but goes to this bedroom upstairs. In that bedroom was where Father Bowdern and Father Halloran started to do the ex- perform the rites of exorcism. That room is just filled with energy, and it's a natural form. It's a natural uh, sliver of, of energy that, that radiates up through that room. Now, when we were doing our investigations, it was that energy that manifested or kept this entity, this evil entity, uh, connected to the boy. And so when they took him out of that room, the entity uh, kind of lost a little bit of energy, but went with him to the Electrian uh, Hospital um, and uh, an area, a, a dormitory there mm-hmm. at uh, Xavier's. And um, the entity just went with him and, and it, it would possess him uh, 
at night and it would actually grow in intensity. Hmm. Um, it, it's just an amazing uh, situation between 2.30 and 3.30 in the morning is when, for some reason, these energies get the strongest, become well, the strongest. We, we've only got a minute left here before Go we're going to have to to, uh, to end our conversation. But what other places, Dr. Lynch, have uh, you been to yeah. in the St. Louis area? Oh, yeah. Uh, several other uh, mansions. And um, uh, I toured the Fox Theater uh, and it's not as haunted as a lot of people think, but many theaters in uh, St. Louis are haunted. And why um, Why is that? Why, from your perspective, yeah. would a theater be haunted? I, it's the emotional value. When people go into, like, the Fox or the Keel or, or the whatever theater, even Webster Groves, you know, uh, high, school, high school theater is kind of haunted. Uh, the Unitarian Church is kind of haunted because it's the emotional value that you put into the atmosphere. And if you talk about quantum physics a little bit, you just kind of radiate that energy into those areas and the entities can pick up on it and they feel they feel good. They feel good with that energy, whether you're laughing or crying or whatever you do in the theater these days. um, That is what they kind of thrive off of. And they're there continuing to watch the performances and um, kind of be a part of of all that. Uh, there's a couple of uh, other high schools uh, theaters that are haunted, and uh, oh yeah, I want to get into one last one. Uh, over Make there it quick. Is the uh, Mineral Springs Hotel? Mineral Springs Hotel. It, it is. Where it is, is that located? located? It is in Alton, Illinois. It is highly haunted, and um, and so when people go on these these tours, you know, a lot of times uh, Michael Henry does one in St. Charles. There's another guy who does one in uh, Alton. Uh, these tours. Are, are telling you the truth. These people, you know, died. They are haunting these areas, and they continue to haunt these areas. I mean, there is uh, there's more than enough evidence, even for the, the novice skeptic, to admit that there are some strange goings on in these areas. Um, well, Michael Lynch, I, I, I'm going to have to... Yeah. Draw this it's to a close, yeah. but I want to thank you so much for joining us. Usually I have you on to talk about UFOs, but yeah. I wanted to reach out to you since Halloween's yeah. around the corner. Oh, yeah. You're my yeah. favorite paranormal expert, and I appreciate you coming on here tonight on Camel X. Anytime. Thank you, sir. It's great, as always, to talk to you. I do want to open the phone lines to see if you've had any experiences or whether you think, the like, for example, at the Mineral Spirits, they're just... Uh, or the mineral springs are just, uh, you know, inhaling swamp gas. What do you think? 314-436-7900. Let me know your thoughts here on At Your Service. Hey, we're here in the last segment here on At Your Service. Thanks so much for sticking around with us this evening. Uh, we, we did talk to Dr. Lynch. If you've got any of your own ghost stories, I don't. Uh I don't discount the idea uh, that there may be spirits. I'm certainly we see evidence of that uh, uh, biblically. We see evidence of spirits, but I'm always still just a little skeptical. So uh, I've not experienced it. In fact, I've been to the Lynch Mansion or Limp Mansion. I'm sorry, Lynch Mansion. Listen to me. No, the Limp Mansion. I've been in there uh, when they had uh, a restaurant in there, and the only thing I experienced was fabulous fried chicken. That was that was the extent of my. Uh, uh, experience and it wasn't even a paranormal experience. It was a culinary experience at the Lint Mansion, and it was quite delicious. You just can't find good fried chicken uh, anymore, and they had it there. So, uh, if you 
uh, have had your own experience, I would like to hear about it. 314-436-7900. In the meantime, though, I want to mention this. You've heard you've heard on this show uh, many times since the summer, uh, I would address the issue of the student loan, the so-called student loan forgiveness program. Now, it's not a student loan forgiveness program. It's a student loan uh, transfer of debt program because the debt isn't just forgiven. The debt is transferred to the national debt. So if you uh, never went to college, if you've never been to college, you are going to be paying with your tax dollars the student loans that are transferred from someone who went to went to four-year college and got a degree in gender studies. And you're paying for that. Even if you never went to college, you're paying for that. Or someone who went to law school is earning $100,000 a year as an attorney, and then you're going to be paying off their student loans. Now, so for just from a practical matter, it doesn't make any sense. But I wanted to mention because we had – we had several legal uh, occurrences over the past week that I want to highlight for you because late last week, U.S. District Judge Henry Autry, right here in St. Louis, I know Judge Autry, uh, he issued a decision dismissing the lawsuit uh, filed by six states who were challenging the legality of this so-called student loan forgiveness program. And he dismissed it on a procedural move. And Again, if you've heard me talk about this, you've heard me describe that the biggest legal hurdle in this case is what we call standing. Standing is a fancy way of saying that you have to have a personal interest in the legal dispute. And we learned, and I studied this a lot during law school, where people would file lawsuits against the federal government saying they didn't want their money going to the Vietnam War. And the courts routinely held that just because you're a taxpayer doesn't give you enough of an interest in the litigation to be able to bring a lawsuit. And they were all dismissed, and I think rightfully so. And so because courts cannot issue what's called an advisory opinion. That's when you're just saying, hey, court, we want your opinion on this. No, that's not what courts are designed to do. They're designed to resolve actual legal disputes. So In this instance, the problem has been with challenging President Biden's program has been to find someone who's been harmed by it, who's been harmed by it. So actually, the state of Missouri is the best, the best legal entity to challenge this program because Missouri has something called MOHILA. MOHILA is the Missouri Higher Education Loan Association. I think that's what it stands for, MOHILA. No, it's a Higher Education Loan Authority, MOHILA. And MOHILA makes money by lending money to students. And so if President Biden comes to students in Missouri and says, I'm going to wipe out your student debt, then MOHILA loses revenue from that. So they have been harmed by this program. So Mohila is in a perfect situation where they have standing. Judge Autry didn't agree. He actually agreed that Mohila has been harmed. Judge Autry just said that Mohila, the state of Missouri doesn't have the authority to sue on Mohila's behalf. Mohila itself has to bring a lawsuit. So that's what's being appealed. And we know because just this week, just this week, the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals uh, put a stay. And a stay is a fancy way of saying a temporary restraining order. Uh, to prevent President Biden from moving forward with the student loan so-called forgiveness program. 
So the fact that the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals, again, right here in St. Louis, put a stay on the entire program shows you that they recognize, the judges at the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals recognize that the state of Missouri is eventually going to be successful in reversing this decision. So what does all that mean? This is the kind of procedural uh, bickering that happens that oftentimes drives people crazy, and, and justifiably so, because there's already been a lot of litigation over the student loan program, but no one's even talking about the student loan program yet. We're all, all the attorneys are still arguing over the procedures, and I know that that's frustrating, but those kinds of procedural issues are very important. They truly are. And so just like with the Rams litigation, there were all kinds of lawsuits about whether Missouri, St. Louis rather, was the right venue, whether it needed to be transferred to another state or another part of the state, whether there was an arbitration clause. All of those things had to be resolved and worked out before the parties could actually start talking about is there a legitimate cause of action by St. Louis against Stan Kroenke and the NFL? And if so, are you going to pay us money? And we saw how that worked out. St. Louis uh, settled that case for uh, about $759 million, as I recall, and with about uh, $270 million of that going to the attorneys, which, listen, it's always good when the lawyers get paid. So with that, though, uh, you, you, once you get those procedural issues resolved, then you can discuss the merits of the case. So that's what we're doing right now with the student loan litigation. And I'm telling you, as I look at my crystal ball, these issues will get resolved. These issues will get resolved in favor of Missouri because Mohila meets all of the standards necessary to show standing. Then we're going to get to the merits of the case. And once we get to the merits of the case, you're going to see how this action by President Biden is no different than the vaccine mandate, no different than the mask mandate, no different than the eviction moratorium, which means the government, the executive branch of the federal government cannot act like it's making law unless Congress gives them the right to do that. And I see this working out exactly the same way as those other cases did, and that's against the Biden administration. Hey, I want to let you know, if you're listening on election night, I'll be over on our sister station, 97.1, doing election analysis with Mark Reardon. When the returns are coming in and when the projections are coming in, I'll be there to break it down for you. Also, coming up next here on Camo X, the best of Dave Glover show. Don't go away on Camo X. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.